Welcome back. On this episode of Deeper Life, Pastor Stephen shares about the blood of Jesus that has a voice. Listen and be blessed. best when we are filled with the Spirit of God. We are God's best when we are filled with the Spirit of God. We are in the center of God's will when we are filled with the Spirit of God. His Spirit moves us into where God wants us to be. His Spirit moves us exactly where God wants us to be. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. I want you to know tonight, if you learn to dwell in His presence, you learn to be filled with His presence, if you come to the depths of who he is, then you will begin to understand there's something amazing about his presence. Something amazing, amazing, amazing. Amazing about the presence of God. Something amazing about the presence of God. The deeper we get in, the stronger his anointing becomes stronger as anointing becomes something amazing about knowing God and walking with him is we begin to understand the depth to see a dimension of God like we have never seen before in our lives hallelujah let me just um, remind you tonight that there is a deep place by God 
that comes because of his mighty presence over our lives. A place where we can just experience the glory of God. The Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 47, um, Ezekiel is prophesying about healing waters. He's talking about the presence of God. And this presence of God is about healing waters. He's talking about the Shekinah glory of God. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, there is a river that flows from the throne of God, whose streams shall make glad the city of God. Streams will make glad the city of God. Let me just read it to you. If you turn with me to Psalms and um, chapter 46, verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, There is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. This river, you know, um, is basically talking about a river of healing, a river that will heal us of emptiness, tiredness, weakness, um, confusion. One of the things we must always remember as God's children is sometimes, you know, we are we are stressed out, we are challenged, we are, you know, mentally affected by many things that are happening around us. And, you know, um, one of the biggest battlefields of our life is our own mind. Our mind is so attacked by so many things around us. But one thing that's important for us to understand is, um, you know, God said um, to Satan, right in Genesis, he said, you will strike his heel and he will crush your head. Okay? Who will crush the head of Satan? It is Jesus. The one who will crush the head of Satan is Jesus. Satan will strike the heel. Satan will never crush, is not made to crush the head of Satan. Uh, Satan is not made to crush the head of God's people. It's very important for us to understand many times Satan wants to show us that he is like God. Many times he wants to remind us that he will try to play God in our life. It is God who crushes the head of Satan. Satan is only allowed to strike our heel. Okay, and uh, he all that he can do is try to uh, take us off the balance. And it's very important for us to understand that he is not in a position to hit your your head. He's not in a position to strike your thinking. He's not in a position to strike your thoughts. But he wants to give us the impression that he has the power to do that. Satan does not have the power to destroy your head. 
bring. You know, it's the world. He can stress the world out. He can pressure the world out. He can affect the mind of people. He can affect the thoughts of people. He can do a lot of things. But it's important that we understand that Satan is not allowed. You know, he cannot touch the mind of a man and a woman of God. He cannot. Because the Bible says in Colossians that he has been derobed of every power. Every power that he has. The Bible says, Paul writes about it. He says to the church at Colossae, he says, you know, how every handwriting of requirement, accusation, the enemy accuses us, the uh, he um, uh, tries to say things to us all the time. He wants to accuse us. He wants to uh, put negative thoughts, bad conscience, uh, you know, uh, lustful thoughts, condemnation, uh, jealousies, confusions, divisions. He wants to put them into our mind uh, because he wants to, uh, you know, he does that to the world. And then he wants to do that into us, wanting to destroy our mind. But our mind, all those things that the enemy has against it, the Bible says all handwriting of requirements, Jesus nailed it on the cross. He made a spe spe uh, public spectacle of the enemy. And the Bible says he derobed the enemy of his power. Satan has no power. The one thing he can do is try to come and attack your spirit man. You know, if your, if your spirit man is affected, for us as God's children, it's our spirit man that is stronger than our mind, will, and emotions. We go by our spirit man. We go by our inner voice, the voice of the Holy Spirit. We go by what God speaks to us. We live by his word. We live by the declaration of his word. We live by what his word speaks into our lives. And it's very important for us to understand that, you know, the enemy wants to believe, makes, make us believe that he is attacking our mind. No, he cannot. He cannot. Stress and confusion and brokenness is not for you and me. He cannot come and break your mind. He can come and break your spirit. If your spirit is broken, then your mind will be broken. If your spirit man is, is disturbed by the enemy, then, you know, he has the access to come and, and, and affect your soul. That's why you and I need to walk after the Spirit of God. You and I need to walk after the voice of God. You and I need to be under the voice of God. God needs to be the commanding commander over our life. When he is the commander, when he is in command, when he is the ruler, when he is dictating what we should do and how we should do, then we are in the right place. The city, the river is what makes the city glad. Are you with me? There is a river that flows from the throne of God whose stream shall make glad the city of God. The city of God becomes joyful because of that river. Now, if you look at Ezekiel 47, the Bible says, that this river is coming from the threshold of the temple from the most holy place, comes down the eastern region, down the valley. And, uh, you know, then, you know, um, Ezekiel begins to write uh, that, you know, this um, uh, river, you know, you can step in uh, ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, shoulder deep. And then he begins to explain something about this river. 
there are many things that the world brings towards us. There are many, many uh, rivers, you know, earthly, worldly moves, things that are flowing. You know, there's a lot of things that are flowing here and there. But I want you to know something. For you and me as God's people, our eyes must be on one river that is going to change our lives. And that's the river that flows from the throne of God. The world has many things to offer you, my dear brother and sister. There's a lot of things in the world. There's so many things that are coming our way. But one thing that will keep you, one thing that will protect you, one thing that will cause you to walk in victory, one thing that will make you understand the kingdom of God and its, and its worth, one thing that will make you understand who you are in God, one thing that will keep you in victory is knowing the river is knowing the river. And the Bible says like this, you know, Ezekiel writes, he says in verse five, again, he measured 1000 and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He's saying this water is too deep, he says. One thing that you and I need to understand about the kingdom of God, it is a deep thing to walk with God. It is a deep thing to step into the presence of God. Many times, you know, people, they want a bit of God and they want a bit of the world because they want to be in complete control of their lives. Many times we want to be in, in control of our lives because we want, we are afraid to totally depend on God. So, you know, sometimes we only want to be ankle deep or knee deep or waist deep. Some of us are, don't even mind being shoulder deep. But, but this Ezekiel is talking about this river. This river is on a course. This river is on a destiny. This river is about something. The Bible talks about healing. It talks about how, you know, the trees that are on the side of the river becomes a trees of medicine. It talks about this river becoming something. You need to understand the presence of God is about a direction in your life. The presence of God is about a purpose. The presence of God is about doing something for you. The presence of God is about something that you can achieve in your life. Something about a destiny that you can reach in. And starting about the, the, this river, Ezekiel begins to write, this river is too deep. My friend, I want you to know, when it comes to the things of God, when it comes to the presence of God, when it comes to the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it is a deep, deep place of being with God. Never come to God because you want only want to have a touch from him. Don't come to God just because there's, you know, just a little bit of feel of him. No, there is a way that you walk with God. The prophets of the Bible, the kings of the Bible, the judges in the Bible, the patriarchs, they understood the depths of who God was. Abraham was able to walk into a place that he did not even know because he understood the depth of who God was. Abraham was even able to raise his hand against his own son because he understood the depth of who God was. He understood when God said something, there is behind that something. When God says something to you, my friend, there is something behind it. 
when Samuel the prophet came and he anointed David, the Bible says the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day. It wasn't about a moment alone. It was about a direction. It was about a destiny. It was about a purpose. It was about a position. It was about something that God wanted out of David. When God anoints you, it's because he wants something out of you. Because he wants to do something in your life. It's because he wants to accomplish something in your life. When God anointed uh, Saul, he wanted to accomplish something in his life. Saul disobeyed God. The sad thing, if you read 1 Samuel 15, 16, you will begin to understand Samuel, when, no, he, when, when, when uh, Saul, when Samuel asked Saul, what is the bleeding of the sheep that I hear? Saul says to him, well, I... Uh, destroyed the Amalekites. I obeyed the commandment of God. What he said was partial truth because few scriptures after that, he said, I obeyed the voice of people. He said, I obeyed the voice of people. You see, it's a thin line between obeying the voice of God and obeying the voice of people. We are surrounded by voices. We're surrounded by voices. But we must understand something. It is the voice of God over our life that will change us. This river is about that voice of God. This river, river is about the ministry of God over our lives. A river that was too deep. A river in which one must swim. One must swim. Ezekiel says, this river, this presence of God is about swimming. It's not about just standing. It's not about tasting. It's not about stepping in. It's about swimming. It's about letting that river help you to float. It's relaxing on that river so that you can be taken to your destiny. Are you with me? God's presence upon your life is to relax in his presence so that his presence will take you into the destiny that God has over your life. In verse 8, he said, then he said to me, this water, he's saying, you must understand this water, I this water, because there's a lot of water. There's a lot of water. But this water is something else. I want you to understand tonight, as you listen to my word, there are many voices, but this voice is different. There are many situations, but a God situation is different. There are many moments in your life, but a God moment is different. There are many ways you can walk in life, but the way of God is different. That's where Ezekiel begins by saying, this water flows down from the eastern region, goes down into the valley, enters the sea, and then when it reaches the sea, its waters are called heal. This water is stepping 
is going into the Dead Sea, a sea where the whole sea is full of salt. And we all know that if you take a salty water and you keep adding water, the level of salt will keep coming down. You need a lot of water if you want to change the salty water into normal water. Or take a lot of water. But the Bible says, when this water reaches the sea, its waters are healed. It simply heals. God is not adding good water to dirty water. God is healing the dirty water with the good water. Come on, are you with me? God is not adding his presence in our life so that we can, you know, um, have an experience of his presence. God is adding his presence to your life so that you can be healed of every other voice in your life, so that you can be healed of every other influence over you, so that you can be healed of whatever is keeping you where you are. That sea, that sea is a salty sea. That is what it is. That is who it is. That is where it is. That is what it has become. You may have become something. You may be where you are. You may be in a situation you are. You may be in a, in a place where you are so salty. But I want you to know, when the presence of God comes upon you, it's not making you better, my friend. It is changing you. It's transforming you. It's healing you. God is over your life to transform your life. God is over your life to change your life. God is over your life to make you a new person. Healed. Tonight, I don't know where you are in your life. Tonight, I don't know what your situation is, but I want you to know God wants to heal you. God wants to heal you. God wants to heal your life. God wants to heal you of a backsliding. God wants to heal you of your addictions. God wants to heal you of bad thoughts, dirty dreams. Things in your life that are not of God. God wants to heal you. He wants to heal your sickness. He wants to heal your diseases. He wants to heal you of all your challenges. God it wants to heal you, my friend. It wants to heal you. That's what your life is about. Healing. Healing. And that's what this river is all about. The presence of God is about healing. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live and will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. Everything will live wherever the river goes. Everything will live wherever the river goes. Wherever the river goes. This presence of God is about God coming in to your life. God coming in to your life. God coming into your life. 
God coming into your life. The Bible says, along the bank of the river, on this side and that side will grow all kinds of trees used for good, for food. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. God says, this river that comes upon you will change you, will make you fruit bearing. You will begin to bear fruit in your season. Your life is about God through you. Your life is about God through you. One of the important things about the presence of God, it is in that presence of God, the voice of God becomes so clear, becomes so clear. One of the first things that happen about the blood of Jesus is that you receive the voice of God. Every one of us can hear God. Do you know that? Everyone, we are made to hear God. When the blood of Jesus comes upon us, when we are washed by the blood of Jesus, when we are washed by the blood of Jesus, then we hear God. One of the first promises that God made prophetically about the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and him shedding his blood on the cross for us is uh, that we will begin to hear God. Isaiah chapter 30, if you read verse 21, Isaiah 30, and in verse 21, the Bible says like this, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left hand, you will hear a voice speaking about the new covenant, speaking about the time that's coming for the nation of Israel, when there will be a son where there will be uh, the Lord Jesus will be manifest as Messiah. And one of the things that will happen when Jesus dies on the cross and his blood is shed is that you will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. The blood has a voice. Firstly, Leviticus 17 and verse 11, the Bible says, there is life in the blood. Leviticus 17, verse 11, the Bible says there is life in the blood. So when Jesus shed his blood, there was life. If you turn to um, uh, Revelations chapter 6, if you read from verse 9 to 11, it talks about the blood of martyrs crying out to God, asking him to avenge, you know, uh, their deaths. And you will read about it in 9 to 11. It talks about the blood of the martyrs having a voice. Blood always has a voice. There is life in the blood, and that blood has a voice. If you read uh, uh, Genesis chapter 4, if you read, I think, around verse 11, the Bible talks about when, when God came to Cain and said, where is your brother? And he said, am I my, my brother's keeper? And then he says, the blood of Abel is crying out to me, he says. That's a voice in the shed blood. It's a voice. The voice, there's a voice in the blood. And it's the same with the voice 
of Jesus, when the blood of Jesus comes upon you, the blood of Jesus is for cleansing, redemption, sanctification, justification, uh, forgiveness of sins. Uh, you know, the blood of Jesus transforms us from an old man to a new man. The blood of Jesus, we put on Jesus so that we become like him. You know, the blood of Jesus does many things for us. And one of those things is the voice, voice of God. The Bible says in Matthew, Matthew 27 and verse 51, when Jesus died on the cross, one of the first things that happened was the veil in the temple was rent into two. What did the blood do? It gave you and me the access to step into the Holy of Holies. The people were in the outer courts, the priests, the Levites were in the inner courts. And it was only once in a year that the high priest could step into the Holy of Holies. And um, he could experience God. He could experience the, the glorious presence of God in the Holy of Holies. And then we all know that if he committed sin, he would fall down dead. There would be a chain attached to his leg. And there would be bells on ringing. Then they know that he has died. And they will pull his body out because nobody could step into the Holy of Holies. But this is something important to understand that what did the blood of Jesus do? The high priest could offer sacrifices to God once in a year for the sins of the nation of Israel. The high priest could hear God. The high priest could hear the voice of God. We all know Zechariah, when, he, when the Lord came upon him in Luke chapter 1, and you know he went into the Holy of Holies. For a long time, he did not come out. Because God began to speak to him. In the Holy of Holies, God began to speak to him. David declares, one thing I have desired that I will seek after, that I would dwell in the house of God. Why? Because he knew the Shekinah glory of God is about God and his people. It is about God, understanding, knowing God, walking with God. You also know, you and I know, many times the priests, uh, you know, the ephod, you know, you remember in Isaiah, in in. Um, um, 1 Samuel chapter 30, the Bible talks about uh, how, you know, Samuel put on the ephod, um, you know, he put it on because he wanted to hear God. It was putting on the ephod as a priest that he wanted to stand before God and say, God, should I, should I get this people back? Should I win this people back? Should I go back and fight, uh, you know, the Amalekites who have destroyed the city of Ziklag and taken away our women and our children and our stock? It, you know, it's about the voice of God. It's about the voice of God. What is amazing is, not only did the blood open the door for us to step into the Holy of Holies so that we could hear the voice of God, but it was also because of the blood of Jesus, God could step out of the Holy of Holies and walk in the midst of his people. Today, you know, if you are a child of God, washed with the blood of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, there is, opened about, there is an opening over your life for God's voice to be over you. He lives and moves and has his being. What does the cross do to you? It brings God's voice upon your life. You begin to hear God. Like the blood speaks, the blood of Jesus speaks. The Bible says it speaks better things than the blood of Abel. Better things. Today, God wants to speak into your life, his purposes. God wants to speak into your life, his plans. 
God wants to speak into your life what he wants to do. And that's what the presence of God is all about. That's what the blood of Jesus does. It cleanses you, prepares you, brings you to a place where you can hear a voice behind you say, this is the way, walk in it. The question tonight is simple. Are you walking where God is asking you to walk? Are you in the direction that God has kept you? Are you in the place that God wants you to be? Saul lost it. He lost it because he put the voice of the people above the voice of God. He became impatient. He could not wait for Samuel, the prophet, to come and offer sacrifice. For one moment, he told himself, oh, I'm also a king. I'm also a priest. I also have the spirit of God. I can do this because it's getting late. Impatience can destroy God's purpose in your life. It destroyed. It destroyed. I want to tell you this evening, this presence of God over your life will keep the voice of God over your life. If we lose it, we lose everything. Well, you know, what is the danger of losing the voice of God? We begin to follow patterns and religious ways of getting things done because we can't hear God anymore. Sometimes when we can't hear God, we start being religious. We start doing things in a religious way, hoping God will show up. Hoping God will show up. They brought the Ark of the Covenant from Shiloh because they did not know Hophni and Phinehas, Eli's sons. They were losing the battle. They did not know what to do. Instead of going to God, they thought, if I just bring the Ark of the Covenant, then something will happen. If I do this, that, and the other, something will happen. Nothing will happen. They lost the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was captured. Hophni and Phinehas were dead. Eli fell behind and he died. And, the, and, and, and Eli's grandchild was born and was named, the glory has departed. Why? Because of the voice of God. I'm telling you today what God has been speaking to me. One of the most important things in our lives is not following something so that we can come out. He's not following some plan, not listening to so many things so that we can somehow make it. No. He's coming back to God, waiting in his presence until his voice is revealed to us. Until his voice is revealed to us. John 10, 16, 17, Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. The presence of God will open God's voice over your life. You suddenly begin to see your life is not following a pattern. Your life is following God. Your life is following God. 
When was the last time God spoke to you? When was the last time you heard the voice of God? When was the last time he told you something? That's the question. Are we under his voice? Are we, are we, are we under his voice? His voice. Psalm 63 and verse 68 and verse 33. His voice is a powerful voice. The Bible says like this. To him who rides on the heaven of heavens, which were of old, indeed, he sends out his voice, a mighty voice. The one who rides on the heaven of heavens. Look how the psalmists have written. The one who rides on the heaven of heavens. His voice, his voice is a mighty voice. His voice is a mighty voice. Psalms 29. The Bible says in verse 3, The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The glory of God thunders, and the Lord is over many waters. When the voice of God comes, the glory of God is there. I want you to know tonight, my friend, God wants you to experience the glory of God. Probably we will go deeper into the voice of God in the, in the weeks to come, but I want you to know this. I want you to know this. Many years ago, I remember, you know, it, it was glorious. I remember being in, in seasons of this glory. When I began to experience the voice of God, I could hear God so clearly. That's what kept me for many, many, has kept me for many, many years. Because once I knew what God's voice was, I always wanted that. Many times in my life, when things went wrong, my first question would be to God. But I would say to God, but God, what do you say? When something went wrong, I would say, but God, what do you say? But God, what do you say? Where are you in this? What is your word? What is it that you want to show me? I want you to know as men and women, you know, in the midst of all the things that are happening in the world around us, the question is simply one thing. What does God want to say to the church? What does God want to say to me? Glory. Glory. Exodus 24 and verse 16. I want to stop with this. Exodus 24 and verse 16. If we can, we will continue on the voice of God for the next couple of weeks, 24. I don't know as the Spirit of God will lead. But I want to say this one scripture, 16. Now the glory of the Lord rested 
on Mount Sinai. The glory covered it six days. And on the seventh day, he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The Bible says six days, the glory of God came. Just think about it. Moses had climbed up this great mountain, waited for many, many days. And then you know the presence of God. He began to experience the glory of God. The Bible says six days, six days, that glory filled that mountain. And Moses waited, 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 waited day after day. He could experience the glory, but he could not hear God. He waited, 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 waited until the seventh day. The Bible says, on the seventh day, he called out to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. He called out. My friend, I want you to know God wants to call out to you and to me and to talk to us. He wants to. Sometimes we are impatient. You know, we are so impatient. Sometimes we can't wait for him to speak to us. We want a quick fix. We want something. We want a two-minute Bible reading and running away. Sometimes we don't want to even read the Bible. We want to just read one scripture from a calendar or for some daily reading or something. Sometimes, you know, we have no time. We want to just hear something when we're driving in a car. We want to feel spiritual. And we want to say to God, Lord, you know what? I'm so busy. I'm so busy, I have no time. We're not cheating God, my friend. We cheat ourselves. If you want to be where God wants you to be and his presence. And it's about being under the cloud of glory. Now, I want you to know, my friend, the best place for you to be is in the center of God's will. God's been speaking to me these last couple of days. He said, son, the best place for you is to be where I want you to be. You can be filled with challenges and struggles and difficulties. It's not about your challenges. It's not about your struggles. It's not about what you're going through. It's about my will. The safest place to be is in the center of God's will. That's where his voice is real. That's where his anointing is real. That's where he is so real. Tonight, for one moment, you close your eyes and worship God with me and say to God, Lord, Speak to me. Speak to me. Speak to me. I want to hear your voice. I want to know your voice. I want to taste your voice. I want to know what it is to be with you. Every successful man and woman of God in the Bible were people who not only heard the voice of God, but they obeyed the voice of God. You can never be a failure when God has already made a success out of you. 
One moment, close your eyes and tell the Lord, Lord, touch me. Fill me. This water is so deep. Take me to the depths of it, Lord. Take me, Lord, beyond what my feet can experience, beyond what my senses can experience, beyond my feelings, beyond my emotions, beyond where I am today. I want to, Lord, to swim. Your word says, let me swim. Let me, Lord, lay on this river. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray for every head bowed in your presence tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, breakthroughs come when the glory comes. Changes come when the glory comes. Miracles come when the glory comes. Our lives are transformed when your glory comes. So, Lord, tonight, the mighty name of Jesus, pray for each one bowed in your presence. That we will be changed, transformed into your likeness because of your glory. We give ourselves, help us to sit with you, wait upon you, learn from you, hear your voice. May we not take a decision without your voice. May we not step into anything without your voice. May we not do anything without you approving God. Sometimes, my friend, we do things because we are impatient. And then it's a mess. Sarah was impatient. It's a mess. For 4,000 years, it's a mess. Samson was impatient. It was a mess. Saul was impatient. It was a mess. This morning, this evening, may God's mighty hand come upon us. Father, in Jesus' mighty name tonight, we submit to your will, your plan, your purpose over our lives. Thank you that, Lord, we are what we are because of who you are. Help, help us, Lord. Hear your voice. Help us to wait under your precious hand of glory until we hear your voice. Help us not to do anything. Make a decision without your voice. We yield ourselves to the mighty anointing of God over our lives. We love you and worship you, God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a glorious week. And looking forward to seeing you again next week. Hallelujah. God's voice is over you. Give it all that you have to sit under this voice. It's the best thing that can happen to us. God bless you. This broadcast is from Transforming Nations for Jesus. If you would like to get in touch with us, please write to us at transformingnationsforjesus at gmail.com. Thank you for joining us. Be blessed.